Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Welcome to day 12 of the podcast. It is so good to be with you today. We've been thoroughly enjoying going on this journey with you. And uh, don't forget to share your stories with us of how God has been at work in your life during this 21 days of prayer and fasting at Open Door at valponaz.org. You can send us an email there. We would love to hear what's going on. Our special guest today is the one and only Pastor Emeritus, Gene Tanner. Hello, Gene. I feel special. <laughs> you should feel special. You are you are truly the one and the only. Hey, uh, a couple of questions, just because some some people may not realize. Uh, I think people are aware of of history that you have here, but they may not may not know how long how you have been at VNC. How many years have you been a part of this place? I came in ninety three, so I had twenty five years as the lead pastor, and then uh, the board let me stay on emeritus. And this is my third year as emeritus, so I guess I'm coming on twenty eight, twenty nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, you just and you just keep looking younger and younger. I didn't have a gray hair when I came. <laughs> this will do it to you. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember the first Sunday you had at VNC, and what was that like? Uh, not, not really, but I remember some. I remember I was really nervous. You know, you always want to get off on the right foot. The church was running about 400 or 450, somewhere in there, and over 500 came. They wanted to see what the new guy looked like, so I was in front of a big crowd. I don't even remember what I preached, but I remember I was, I was really nervous, but I, I, think I, I think everything went really well. I, I assume so. They kept you. They stu- it stuck around. It stuck for a really really long time. Well, we are so fortunate to have Gene as part of our, man, just the legacy of this place and so much that he brought into play in our setting and how many risks he was willing to take, how many uh, just visions he was willing to chase and trust God. And man, here we are today. Well, in the podcast today, we want to focus on prayer and just talking through that again. We've had a couple times where we've gone down this road, but uh, I hopefully you've been consistently find that space for about 12 days now, and we hope it's been good for your soul to find that space to pray. But on earlier podcasts, we have heard people talk about where they created the space and when they did it, what it looked like. What, Gene, what does that look like for you? How do you find uh, that space and the place to spend time in prayer? I, I have found that I don't do well kneeling or stopping at private prayer room. I, I need to be moving. I, I tend to be hyperactive. I go to the Y and swim for a couple of hours every day. That's part of my prayer time. I also like to walk the sanctuary. Mm. Uh, there's something about being in the sanctuary, and, and it's kind of cool. Sometimes I'll be walking. I, whenever I'm walking the sanctuary, I'm always praying. It's kind of cool. Sometimes John and, and uh, Carrie Ann will come in, and they'll, and they'll play some music they're working on, and you feel like, well, is that a distraction? Actually, it's kind of cool. You, you mm. have these really pretty music that they're working on while, while I'm walking there praying. But I like to walk and pray. I like to move and pray. But uh, uh, I, I'm not a good one. If, if I'm just stopping, my mind will wander. Mm-hmm. And when during the day do you normally uh, pursue that time of prayer? It, can, it, really, it really varies, Keith. Sometimes it's the morning. It depends if I have a lot of meetings in that morning. My, day, my, my 
two days in a row don't look exactly alike. Usually, I try to swim before supper, so I come home hungry. Hmm. Uh, so that's, I, I usually try to leave the church by about 3 or 3.30. It's wonderful being emeritus. And I get my two hours in. I, I guarantee to pray then, but I like to walk the sanctuary in the morning. So I almost have two different kind of sessions of time, but just of prayer. Okay. Well, I know as we talk about prayer, some people struggle with prayer, often saying, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. And years ago, you took the church through a sermon series of a message where you walked us through the Lord's prayer. Um, but not only in sermon form, you gave us some tools to use for our own time of prayer. Can you walk us through using the Lord's prayer as a model for our own prayer time? That was one of the series that changed my life. It changed my prayer life because like everybody else, I would begin to pray and then I think, oh, I got to go shopping or I'm, I'm low on gas in the car. and my, Oh, wait, I'm praying. I, I, my mind went all over. I, I taught the series on the Lord's Prayer and I realized there are basically six sentences. I, I, I know there are people that recite the Lord's Prayer and I, I don't want to take that down, but that's not the design of the Lord's Prayer. If you do that, it's fine. But the Lord's Prayer, the, the, the disciples didn't say, give us a prayer to memorize they said, teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. That's very different than give us a prayer. And I think we, we, we could get the Lord's Prayer in, in our long-term memory where it's, where it's almost, we can do it automatic on cruise control. Uh, when I was a kid, I had to learn the Gettysburg Address. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought for us to count a new nation conceived of liberty. Did I get promises? No, I'm going to create equal. I can fly through the Gettysburg Address without thinking. I think there are people that can go, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come. You can fly through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure it requires anything. The disciples didn't say, teach us a prayer. They said, teach us how to pray. So it, it's kind of a metric. And so when I pray, I begin with that, that first sentence, my Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. And I pray about him being my Father. And I pray about him being holy, and I'm not. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is his name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then I spent a few moments praying about, can your will be done in my life? Help me to know your will. I, I, I again affirm, if I know what your will is, I'll do it. But you got to help me here. And it's, it becomes a conversation. All of a sudden, my mind's not wandering. I'm working through the, almost the system. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is thy name, is first sentence. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then it's give us this day our daily bread. That's my prayer requests. That's what I'm praying about. But look what I've already done. I've praised him and affirmed my, my, my desire to follow him. Now I'm in a position to ask that he be glorified in, in meeting my needs. And I, I lay out my, my desires and my hurts. I praise him for my health. I, I can't believe how healthy I am at this age. And I, things that are on my heart, I'm praying for. And then, our Father who art in heaven, holy is thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is the trick because it's, it's based on something. Forgive me as I forgive others. Hmm. So the first thing I pray is, who do I need to give forgiveness to? And I think we need to stop and think, okay, who's hurt me? Who's let me down? Uh, who, who's, who out there has damaged me? And anyway, before I ask for forgiveness, I, I, I search my heart and say, who can I pray for? Where am I hurt? And so I'm giving, my, I, I'm offering forgiveness in prayer. And as I pray for these people, I pray that God bless them. Which can, I, which can be one of the most difficult parts of this prayer. Oh, it's moving. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, your mind's not wandering. I'm searching my mind over, over its more important things than I, I got to get gas in the car. Mm-hmm. Then I can think about where have I fallen short? Then lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. That almost hooks right in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. 
And the last part is, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. That's my chance to praise him. I start off by acknowledging who he is. He's holy. That's a praise. And I finish by uh, re- reminding me again who he is. That it's, uh, it's like a doxology. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. By the time I say amen, about a half an hour has gone by, and I haven't thought about anything else. And as you think about it, working your way through the Lord's Prayer, when you're done, what should you have prayed about that you didn't? Well, nothing. You've kind of covered everything that, that's, that's... So I think when Jesus gave us a... He didn't give us a long prayer. We, we would have never got it down. <clears throat> but by giving us a short prayer, it's amazing. A half an hour can go by, and you begin to enjoy it. <clears throat> that's why... Almost twice, walking the sanctuary is really, really cool for me. Walking my way through that prayer every day. And sometimes, again, Carrie Ann and Johnny will come in and they'll play, play back the music from Sunday. Man, to pray with that music going on, they're not disturbing me. They're kind of kind of building a, 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 a place for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, swimming is good because if you swim for a couple of hours, you get bored fast. You think, what lap am I on? Oh, yeah. But you're, if my mind. You're staring at the black line on the yeah, bottom of the pool. Yeah, that's right. If my mind's engaged in something, you realize, whoa, I've swum for half an hour. And so it, it's kind of good for me, healthy, I guess. But spending that time in prayer, it, it becomes really valuable. I, I, look, I look forward to it. It's not, it's not a, Jew, a Jesus duty. It's not a hmm. Jesus job. I guess I got to pray. It's my time to just walk through the Lord's Prayer. Hmm. Well, I think that is awesome. I think it's a, a perfect model for us to take the, uh, well, I mean, the truth of what Jesus said. And I think you're so right. It is how to pray. It's not, we've got to move past just speaking verbatim those words and dig deeper and understand this is just a great model that Jesus has given us to put into practice. And whether that be in a swimming pool or walking through the sanctuary or anywhere else that you may find yourself to pray. I think if if prayer has been a struggle for you and this has been a difficult 12 days, then this is a great model to help you as you move forward in your prayers. Well, today, our, our prayer prompt, if you will, that we want to give to you is just make that part of your prayer day. Help me develop a, a daily rhythm and model of prayer with the remaining 21 days and beyond. And we'd also still love to hear from you. Tell us uh, your 21. Uh, tell us about your journey of the 21 days of prayer, how it's going at opendoorvalponas.org. We look forward to tomorrow's podcast as we continue our conversations about taking next steps through God's open doors. <laughs>